Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. I got to make sure you ain't inviting me into a danger zone, Miss I would baby. never. Brendan, it's a good thing that Spotify wrapped wrapped up a week or so ago. Why is that? My most played song for this year might have been Post Malone, Wow. You, you, the way your brain works <laughs> and like the way somebody had to educate you on the fact that that was the song that they used for the Real Houses of Salt Lake City commercials. Okay. So I tweeted out like, what is this? A full, is there a full version of this song that's in the Salt Lake City commercials? And they've used like a few different songs, but one of our listeners knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I have been hooked since. I, I mean, honestly, I thought it was a fake song because the way that, like, it's not like the, the song from, like, start to finish or, like, a, 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 just a section of the song. They chopped up, like, the parts that are relevant to Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. put it in the commercial. Right. Because we're talking about housewives, we're talking about the Utah snow, <laughs> um, and now, and like I love that commercial the most out of all the Salt Lake City commercials because it's like the most fun. Did you try googling before you took to Twitter? No, I mean 
I know you and I make fun of some people for like using Twitter as Google, but I wanted to like open up, open it up as a conversation. Okay, yeah, it's a really important conversation to be having as a Twitter community. Yeah, and but didn't you like used to have a little bit of a crush on Post Malone? Oh, I I love Posty. Exactly. So like, why are, like, you should be embracing my newfound standum. I am. I was oh, just okay. wondering if you use Google. Okay, okay. No, I just mean in general. Like, you have not been enjoying me loving this song, I would say. Well, because the thing is, Dan, when you get on to something, that becomes your life for a week. Yeah, yeah. Until you're on to the next thing. So exactly. it's like, I really, it's hard to get in, invested in one of your loves if you're just going to drop him and move on next week to whatever you're streaming next or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But, I mean, everyone, run and don't walk. To Post Malone, wow! It's a song that's been out for two years ago. (laughs) Here's the fun fact: he released it on Christmas Eve, 2018. Wow, that's a really fun fact. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Speaking of holidays, we posted across all of our socials a, a handy guide for you to watch. Any holiday episodes from any of the Housewives franchises that we we kind of addressed most of it during our Patreon bonus episode last week. But this is like a handy guide if you are you got Hulu open, you want to know where to run and not walk to for those episodes. Well, unfortunately, not all of them are on Hulu. Um, right? You're right. Dallas would not be on, but Dallas is on Peacock, right? Right. Is is Potomac on Hulu? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Potomac's on Hulu. I'm pretty sure. Alex and I actually watched a bunch of the. Jersey season three Christmas episodes uh, mm-hmm. the other day, and they really are a delight to return to. Yeah, but don't get it too invested in the Wakilis because you'll find out in 2020 you might not like them that much. Yeah, for sure. Why don't we get to the big news that dropped this week, which is the announcement of season 13 of Drag Race. Lucky number 13, Taylor Swift's favorite number. I know. I feel like it's all tied together. Evermore, Taylor. Are mm-hmm. they going to lip sync to a folklore track this year, do you think? If there's guest judges, is Taylor going to be one? I feel like they usually... Don't they usually... Um, oh, no. they do. That's All-Stars I'm thinking of, where they do like a guest judge press release before the cast press release. It happens on regular seasons, too, sometimes. Yeah. Because they, like, did it happen for season 12 with AOC? Yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. I have the feeling that there is not going to be a guest judge every episode or maybe any episodes. Dan, this is where I think, and I'll eat my words later if we find out there's guest judges. You think that there's all these like COVID restrictions that people are going to like, everything's going to be different. And like, no, as we've seen, we're watching I know. reality shows that are being filmed like currently. Can like, can I be in charge of these networks? Like, like we can still have fun, but like, let's do it safe. Right. <laughs> or is that too right. much to ask? I mean, like talk shows have guests these days they do yeah of course like drew barrymore show has people like every day in studio six feet apart ellen has people on 
I mean, Ellen has COVID now, but Ellen has people on. Ellen like, was having people on? Dan, like, it's... You, you're living in a different reality than the rest of America because this stuff is happening. See, I... Like, my frame of reference is really... Um... The View and Wendy, and like, has Wendy had people on? I don't think so, right? No, she'll. I'm pretty sure she might have a chef on. Okay, to like, or like come do a cooking thing, or like a hot topic correspondent or something. Yeah, I don't think she's had any like celebrity celebrities on. Sure. Okay, but let's get to this drag race news. This is from Variety. Uh, the headline is V. Uh, the headline is RuPaul's Drag Race announces season 13 cast, including first trans man contestant Got Mick. So VH1 announced on Wednesday that RuPaul's Drag Race will return for season 13 on January 1st, 2021 at 8 p.m. with a brand new cast that features the show's first trans man contestant. The after show RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked will premiere immediately after at 9.30 p.m. Season 13 of Drag Race shot late last summer under full COVID-19 protocols. The host and executive producer, RuPaul, said in a statement, Competing safely and fiercely, our 13 queens prove that it takes more than a global pandemic to keep a good queen down. Brendan, how do we feel about this January 1st release date? So... If it was a normal year, this would be the most exciting news ever. Because not only is Drag Race premiering on New Year's Day, but it also means we have a three-day weekend, basically, right after New Year's. Which means, like, if we were at a New Year's party, we would have three days to recover and it would be so amazing. Oh, yeah. But, like, like the Halloween being on a Saturday this year... COVID took that from us as well. Yeah. No, I, I remember distinctly at the beginning of 2019, at the beginning of 2020, someone posting online, like 2020, like the holidays line up perfectly. I think like 4th of July, Halloween, Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, New Year's was all like weekends or weekend adjacent. Um, and here we all are all wasted for nothing. I know. But I'm excited because I always love having something to do on a Friday night. Yeah. Especially I, during COVID. Yeah. I mean, we did enjoy that during uh, season 12 because we were only a few weeks into season 12 when everything shut down. I think like a week, if anything. It might have been like, I, I, I was at a bar for the premiere. Right. And there might have been like one more episode that we did not go to the bar for. And then the third episode we were watching from home. Mm-hmm. Then we had all stars right after that. It was, it was a very nice treat on a Friday and I'm looking forward to that again. Yeah. And for me, the person on the cast that jumps out the most is someone that we've seen live a few times, I would say, uh, an Aja queen family member, mm-hmm. Candy Muse. Yes, Candy Muse. I saw her with Aja most recently. Pieces in New York City did like, does, used to do a Monday night of House of Aja. And we got wind that Aja was actually going to be there one of the nights. So a couple of us went and sat there for happy hour and then had like the best seats in the house and saw Candy Muse. They dressed up like the Powerpuff Girls. Was that after I saw Candy Muse at Pieces? When did you see? 
on Christmas Eve Eve. Last year? Yeah, 2019. Then it was before. Okay. Yeah. I so I'm surprised you were maybe you were like already out of town for Christmas. Oh um, yeah, 1000%. Yeah, but uh that was so much fun. See, it was the it was Aja's family, but what's interesting is like Aja no longer really like has that family, I guess, but is supporting Candy in this rollout. Yeah, and I think Aja's not doing drag as much these days. Yeah. Um, but has the OnlyFans up and running, so go support. Yeah, run, don't walk. Uh, obviously, we'll be chatting about Drag Race as this rolls out, so tune in in January. Also, like I would say, if you're interested in getting into Drag Race, if you have not watched before, it's easier to jump in during a normal season than during an all-star season. Right. Um, speaking of which, they also, I think, filmed in All-Stars during oh, this did. time when they filmed season 13. And if you go to the spoiler Reddit, just to read the cast, the cast is all over the place, like so randomista that like I have no idea what we're going to get. Yeah, it's very exciting. But we'll have to wait till 2021. Maybe 2021 isn't canceled. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the season premiere of Atlanta. Our first fully COVID housewives. Which is interesting because the timing of this, Orange County was good, was kind of billed as our first real look into pandemic housewives. Right, and this week they lined up, basically, Atlanta mm-hmm. and Orange County. Yeah, but Atlanta kind of beat them to the punch. Mm-hmm. Because the last episode of OC, we shut down. Right. Yeah. So it's I I loved the intro to this episode. Oh yeah, Sp- highlighting um the Black Lives Matter stuff specifically Portia's work, all the work she's done during this time. Also, they they changed the style of the confessionals special for this segment, which I thought was interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, I like that they also led us into where we are at. They put a date and time of August 2020 for those confessionals that they were giving us. Mm-hmm. Which, which we've got timestamps in OC. We got timestamps in and OC, but OC was different because it was like day, blah, blah, blah of lockdown. But like, what does that mean? But I think they're basing it off of, in Orange County, the day production shut down, which was March mm-hmm. 14th. So I just like use that math in my, in my brain. Too much counting when I'm trying to watch, you know? Yeah. So with Atlanta, I... In the back of my mind while I'm watching this is like, I'm, what I care about the most is timeline. Mm-hmm. Because we have August interviews. We have June 1st Porsche iPhone footage. Mm-hmm. So we're spanning like three months here. And Wait, can you, can you, speaking of timeline, can you tell me when the reunion was? Oh, yeah. While I look that up, in the back of my head, I'm thinking Nini during all of this. Right. 
why are you thinking about Nini? Because she's still in the picture, technically? She doesn't announce her departure from the franchise until mid to late September. Okay. Oh, wow. They were doing all those negotiations for a contract? I, I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I, I really don't even know. Okay, so the the last episode of The Reunion aired May 24th. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense to me now. Because for some reason I thought it aired like in June, but no, I guess not. So reunion ended. We enter like a whole new world as far as like what's going on in the world. That's so interesting. Yeah. And they would have, they filmed the reunion, I'm sure like early April mm-hmm. or like some, some point in April. Cause like it's a three parter. So there were weeks and blah, 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 editing. Right. Um, yeah. So in the back of my mind is Nini. Cause like we're, we're filming all this and Nini's not here and either Nini is being edited out of any sort of conversation or is just not being brought up at all. Mm-hmm. I bet she's being edited out, you know? Yeah. Which is interesting because Tamra in OC was such a big part of it's, I know it's weird to compare the two cause they're not made by the same people, but it's like, it's interesting cause Tamra was such a big part of the earlier parts of this season of OC where Nini is non-existent. And the current parts of OC as well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we have June 1st, Porsche iPhone footage. June 3rd, more footage. June 8th, footage of Porsche on a megaphone. Uh, which, I mean, to me, this is like the highlight of the episode is like seeing all of this and also like so proud of Porsche for like compiling all of this and handing it over. Mm-hmm. Because like, Cameras weren't up at this time. Right. But she was doing all of this on her own social and it's easy for the producers just to be like, they, those producers must ask for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so Cynthia is hosting the get together in her driveway. Which like, to me, it's like, don't you have a back porch? Yeah, Cynthia? I mean, I, they were definitely trying to like, you know, <laughs> get, like, like make it different, make it a, make it like weird, blah blah blah. So the way they're talking about this is, I think Cynthia mentions being in LA for four months. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming we're in July in the driveway. Yeah, because she took the reunion from LA. Because I remember it being like she had to wake up at like 3 a.m. to get yeah. ready. So. The part that frustrates me the most in this is really Cynthia, and we'll get to that conversation later. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of them sort of are talking about, like, well, you know, back during quarantine. Like, back during, like, like we're speaking about this as if, like, we're done. Well, it's Georgia. So yeah. Georgia has a very different situation than we did in New York. So it was technically back during quarantine for them because all of those like stay at home orders were lifted. Yeah, for sure. But, but like also at the same time, weren't the numbers down there over the summer, like rising. Yeah. But it's like, do you think that these women are watching those numbers necessarily? Oh yeah. No, 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 I don't. I don't. Um, I do wish like there was one scene when 
Kenya is going to her attorney's office. And I don't know if it's in a confessional or like how it exactly played out where she says like, I went and got a COVID test before going to see my attorney. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like, whether it be like uh, a title card in the beginning or like some conversation, like how are we all getting together? Like, are we getting tested in order to film together? Like, what are we doing? Right. I mean, they're never going to tell you that. They're just going to say that they're taking precautions and like the best precautions they can possibly take. They're never going to be specific because nobody wants to be like held liable yeah. to the audience. They're still trying to produce like an escapist reality show with all this stuff happening. Like they're trying to, they, they're trying to show to you that they're taking precautions, having them wear those like fucking face shields and like that kind of stuff. But I think they'd want to, move away from this and pivot as quick as possible to like quote unquote drama. Yeah. I just like, don't, I feel like we could do both though. You know, like I think, I think the camera's up for family stuff during the pandemic, both in Atlanta and Orange County was interesting by itself. Mm -hmm. Plus like, if we're like, okay, like we're going to get together we're going to get together here in the backyard. Okay, great. We're going to like have these issues. The Zoom calls over in Orange County were like interesting and compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we do need to go like do a trip, I to me that could like be done responsibly, you know? Yeah. I just think like the mindset of like us like being obsessed with these like production things and like trying to figure it out i think the normal bravo viewer is like an elizabeth vargas type who's just like oh everything's done i, I want to like go on with the rest of my life and i think like bravos has that in the back of their minds when they're producing this reality show like people might not necessarily want to be have it be like all COVID all the time if that makes sense yeah no i that makes sense but then if anything that's like even worse because that's putting the message out like oh like Go get together with your friends. Like, what's the big deal? Like, they're doing it on the show. Like, we should all be doing this. Right. But I mean, like, that's kind of what the message that they're putting out anyways. I, but I think that's, like, that's so bad. That's so bad. I know. I know. Especially, like, where we are at now. Like, it'd be one thing if this came out over the summer where, like, things were a little chiller. Mm-hmm. Not to use uh, Cynthia's hashtag. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> But like at this coming out as things are getting more and more crazy and as we are breaking the daily death records, mm-hmm. like if I wasn't paying, like, and I am paying attention to that shit. If I was only paying attention to watching Bravo, I'd be like, oh, like, let's go hang out with our friends, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's also like where this comes in that you've pointed out, like some people are condemning the behavior of like the OC women when it comes to COVID and like letting the Atlanta women slide when, as we get to later in this episode, Cynthia is like throwing a fit about not being able to, or potentially not being able to host a 250 person wedding. Yeah. Let's let's get to that. So it's her and uh, Mike Hill. He's celebrating his, the final copy of his book coming out. They're sitting around. She has like some, some guy, like a wedding assistant, who just around could have been a Zoom call, if you ask me, mm-hmm. <laughs> just hanging out. Um, and then, like, they were talking about the wedding, and Mike Hill is coming from a reasonable place. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like she's obsessed with the 10-10-2020 number. Okay, let's get married that day. And then have a party when it makes sense. It's also like, who cares 10-10-2020? Like, who cares? Yeah. Your anniversary is going to be a special date regardless. Actually, more special if it's not a gimmick 10-10-2020. Yeah. Um, and it's And it's funny that her... She brings up that she got married before, but if anything, that's a reason why you should be chiller about this. Exactly. Be chill. Yeah, be chill. It's, it's in the hashtag. It's in your name. Um, but yeah, she's saying, like, I, I need to, like, do this in front of my friends, my family, and friends. Right. And Bravo cameras. And Bravo liberties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like... I was on this podcast, like, ranting and raving about this wedding just two months ago. And it's, like, all coming back to me now. I know. I can, like, I can feel how upset you are. Did you watch it right before we recorded, too? Like you said, you were to piss yourself off. Um, Yeah. I had it on, like, while I was cooking. I mean, like, obviously for me, it's particularly triggering as someone who, like, canceled a wedding during... Mm -hmm this mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> wow what else happened this episode so the kenya stuff like with her attorney and wanting to get the divorce i just like i feel so bad but like i just don't even understand like how we got here either do i also like the seemingly private moment that was caught on camera with her and her attorney made me sad yeah him trying to give her a little pep talk mm-hmm. i mean the thing that is so hard to wrap my head around is like she met this guy like kind of disappeared for two minutes and now we've been like in misery with her for two years i know and it's just like not the kenya that i like to see yeah you know it's like there's a spark missing whenever we're talking about her relationship with this guy. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had Marlo in a confessional episode one, mm-hmm. but I was happy to see her. Like I, I let, like, it's funny. Like her, the way she was handling all of this felt good to me. It's interesting. Like her doing like bits around COVID didn't feel as gross if like anyone else did them. Yeah. Like with the, with the um, tape tape measurer measurer and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt good about that. I mean, like I felt good about it because like she's, she's acknowledging the world we're living in, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You love when they acknowledge the world we're living in. (laughs) (laughs) What a concept. Also, uh, Kenya, on speakerphone with Brandon. Like, Brand- Brandon's back in our lives. I know. Isn't that wild? He was not around last season, right? I don't think so. I bet you Mark, like, did not want him around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it would be remiss if we did not mention Cynthia's um, wardrobe wardrobe malfunction a f- a that continued on out. and on. A <laughs> yes. full titty out. Um. That was funny. And like, if I wasn't hating Cynthia right now, like I would have enjoyed it even more. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, the candy stuff with Riley going off to NYU, like, was R- Riley trapped in the NYU dorms getting food, like, stuck under her door like all the other kids? I hope so. Are we, are we confirmed that she's at NYU right now? Uh, I don't, I, I don't really know. I would imagine though, like she's probably not even living in the dorms, to be honest. She's living in Dorinda's old building. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Dorinda's watching over her. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's, but it's funny. She's like, um, yeah, most of the classes are online, but like, I just want to get out of here. (laughs) Right. Um, but we also like the, the Porsche stuff continues obviously throughout the episode and they're all talking about her like because she's not really filming with them so much mm-hmm. uh marlo was the one who coined P- Portia luther king um which made candy laugh i just like i always forget that Portia and candy aren't close like they once were yeah so it's like it's always interesting i'm always looking at candy's face whenever mm. Porsche's the topic of conversation. Yeah. And like seeing like, I, w- I like trying to read her face to decide like where, where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they've been like continuously improving their relationship. Right. But it's like, it'll never be what it was because that was such a big breach in trust. But I wonder. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess like it kind of ends with, Portia getting arrested at the Breonna Taylor protest, which occurred July 15th. Mm-hmm. So even when they weren't telling us like the dates, we had information in the episode that we could use to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But who knows, like thinking about these shows, it's like, who knows what they'll put where? Oh yeah. I mean, you like know? I, I, I'm convinced that the Cynthia, driveway thing could, could have even happened like after she was arrested or like around the ooh, time of it. Ooh, but dry at uh, the middle of lunch in the middle of a driveway in Atlanta in July. That's hell. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why like the titty was popping out. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I thought it was, a, well, we had no um, taglines cause we start with just like meeting the women in the confessionals. Mm hmm. And we had no Drew this episode. I know. I don't like when they don't introduce the new housewife in the first episode. Yeah. But if Sonya could be introduced mid-season, anyone can. Right. And I mean, like, this is a special case because there was a lot of housekeeping to be done. Yeah. I think they wanted to make this premiere, like, dropping us into something different. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And it wouldn't make sense to be like, oh, here's Drew and like her family and the kids and da, da, da. like that would have felt mm-hmm. weird. Right. But let's head on over to Potomac, our season finale. Oh my God. What, what an episode, what a season, what a cast. Yes. Every, everything. All of the above. And they managed to render our Patreon bonus episode released just hours before this episode went live obsolete. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we Love said how obsolete. we said how Potomac has never been festive before, mainly because they didn't film during this time period. And here we are with Juan and Robin having a holiday party, which apparently they do every year. Look at them. Look at them. 
Um, I loved Giselle calling Juan during her confessional. Same. What does she call him to? What's the nickname? Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. I'll look it up while we're still talking because I really liked it. But he calls her G. I love that. Love that too. Would you, if you were in Potomac, would you call Giselle G or Jizzy? Aunt Jizzy, for sure. <laughs> um, Wanster is what she calls it. Oh, little Wanster. <laughs> little Wanster, which I love. Wow. Okay. We don't have too much of Monique this episode since she's not invited to this finale party. But what we do have is her in therapy talking about like her struggles growing up, how she like grew up in a, like a white neighborhood and then wasn't accepted with, by the white kids. And then when she mm-hmm. moved and was hanging out with black kids, like they thought she was too like acting too white. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was like a, an emotional scene and I felt for her. But then we get that confessional. Where they ask, like, are you remorseful for what happened? And she said, I'm remorseful for my actions, but not sorry for defending myself when I felt I needed to. Her confessionals in general this episode, because there was the one at the very end of the episode that we'll talk about. But, like, uh, I just, I I get that, like, there's just such a standum for Monique in a way that, like, is so intense online. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so like when I have a thought that's like, I'm not driving with something like she said, I'm like, then I go online and like start reading comments. I'm like, am I watching something else? Yeah. I just don't get like, what is your, your end game? And then like, I think it almost relates to what she in the clip for the reunion where she says like, well, I already thought I got she. I was getting fired, so I was going to finish her off. Like, does she it's, just not give a shit? Does she think she's not going to be asked back? So she's just like doesn't give a shit of like repairing her uh, image. I I truly don't know. Yeah. And like the thing with Monique, and like I've liked her during moments of the show, but she's never like she doesn't really have a close relationship with anyone on the show. I mean, Karen, I guess. Really? That as so Karen and Monique claim, right? I mean, to me, Karen it, it, it wants to maintain a relationship with everyone on the show in order to have the grand dom image. Cause, okay. Because like the grand dom is above it all. Right, but the grand the grand dom because she's trying to defend. Monique is getting in the mix and that's not very above it all behavior, you know? Yeah. I just like, don't, I don't know what, what we're trying to achieve here. So I'm curious to see like how she acts during the reunion, which I don't, I'm excited for the binder. I'll give her that. But like, I Mm -hmm. don't know if she's going to do herself any favors during the reunion either. Right. And it's like us being critical of Monique. Isn't like we're team Candace. Cause we're not, I'm like, I'm, like I said before, I think in Bethany and Carol, I was team friendship and on Monique and Candace, I'm team no one. Sorry. Yeah. Do you, do you want either of them to return? 
So I've like read some tweets from people and like, I might want both of them to return. <laughs> really? But it, but it like would, it might me, it like me. Oh my God. Sorry. My words. It means that a lot needs to be done to get to the point where these women can all film in the same room yeah. because that's been a deterrent with Monique this season is that she hasn't been invited to anything since the incident. Yeah. I mean, I think we can't really make a final call on what we want until we see the reunion. Right. Because at this point, what we're watching on the finale, it's like the charges are still being brought up against each other. So they were in like a legal battle. And now at the end of the episode, that's done. So we have to watch the reunion to see if anything can be salvaged. Yeah. But I feel like like the Watch What Happens Live appearances have not bode well for this. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, like the cast works well. Yeah. So I want it to continue to work well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michael, while, like after doing Dean's little monthly photo shoot, like dropping some unclear, I don't think Juan is going to propose message to Ashley and then not clarifying what he means. What do you think he meant? I really have no idea. Like, my only assumption is like, the stuff that we read online about him continually cheating on Robin. Right. There's that. Another thought that came into my brain was like, you know, when somebody tells you a bit of information about something that you thought you had information on mm-hmm. and you like, they're telling you a different, mm. a different thing than you thought was true. Okay. So, like, I think he thinks he's closer to Juan than maybe he is. Okay. And so, like, his conversations with Juan, like, it's never come up or something like that. Or, like, Juan has maybe made a comment or something like that. So, he's trying to prove that, like, he knows more about the situation than his wife does. Yeah. But also, like, don't straight men, like, the way they talk to their straight friends. Isn't it all, like, a big show? What do you mean? Like, don't they all, like, when they're all, like, hanging out, like, they're not saying what they really feel. Isn't that what straight men do? <laughs> I think some do. Some, yeah, obviously <laughs> I'm painting with a very broad brush, but. Not me saying not all straight men. But, um, <laughs> no, I think, I get what you mean. Like, it's all, like, gotta impress the boys. Yeah, like, macho talk, you know, like. If you're a straight man and listening to this, will you please write in and tell us what straight men talk about when you're together? God, what do you guys talk about? <laughs> I've been invited into straight men's spaces, but yeah, it's more just like me asking questions with my legs crossed. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of legs crossed, La Dame on HSN. The queen has arrived. Beautiful, following in the footsteps of many great housewives who've been on HSN, including Heather Halla Thomas. Yeah. Thompson, oh my God. Um, Ramona Singer. Mm. Um, who else? Bethany? Yeah, Bethany. Sure, I'm, I'm sure she's been there. Was it? Good. Where was where was um, Shannon with her meals? Was that QVC? That was QVC, which in my opinion mm. is better than HSN. Okay. 
That's my hometown bias, though, because I spend Christmas, not this Christmas, but most Christmases <laughs> in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They teased so much of the Juan and Robin therapy session to make it seem like it was going to go poorly, but then it mm-hmm. ended up going well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was about to say they're both good people, but did you want to go briefly into yes. what you found? Well, also, uh, I believe one of our the members of our Facebook community also posted it there as well. Uh, Joseph posted what was revealed that uh, Robin Dixon is a longtime moderator of Lipstick Alley message boards. <laughs> Which I've heard of Lipstick Alley. I'm not quite sure what they are. Yeah, I'm not like diving deep into the boards there. It's definitely like a name that has crossed my eyes before. Um, but like I could totally picture Robin Dixon as an online girl. Me too. But then remember the thing where she didn't know that it was like a Monique fan account that liked something about something mean about her. In previous seasons Ooh. and not Monique herself. Okay, okay, okay. So that is the evidence I'm bringing to clear Robin's name I don't, I, in this case. I think I think there's, like, I don't want to be the judge and the jury, but I feel like there's overwhelming evidence <laughs> that it is Robin. Right, and this person called gay people what? Booty bandits, I think. Booty bandits, which, alliteration. Also, I didn't know that it was alleged that Juan had... In affair with Gabrielle Union. Oh my god, love it. Gabrielle, Which like Gabrielle Union, one of the greats. One of the greats, one half of one of the better straight couples in this world. Mm. Just I I can't believe it. Yeah. But we do finally land at the Winter Wonderland proposal holiday party. Okay. When Just, when Wendy and Eddie Osefa walk in in their coordinated Winter Wonderland outfits, <laughs> I scream to the high heavens. It was and, it was an iconic fashion moment. And Wendy noticed you. Wendy noticed me, and I started crying. <laughs> so comments by Bravo posted Dan's tweet to their Instagram feed, oh my and God, then I'm crying. Wendy regrammed it and said like what did she say she said oh my god i love this or something yeah or, so th- or like thank you wendy has at least seen a thumbnail of dan's face yeah yeah also dan you need to get you need to get your instagram name closer to your twitter name so that they tag you yeah but like i kind of like have like being all over the place you know what i mean right 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 yeah uh okay Giselle comes with Cal because Jamal can't be bothered because he has uh, Sunday service the next morning. He's in the phone. He lives in the phone. <laughs> I mean, it like the way Giselle's like talking about this is like, oh, he can't come to this. Like he can't like with your theory, he can't come to anything because most parties are thrown on a Saturday night. So like, I guess he can just never show up to anything, can he? I know. I kind of love the excuses, though. Love the excuses. Can't wait to hear more excuses during the reunion. Uh, we do have a very special performance by Candace, the ICU, the remix. 
Did you like it? Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of this song, the original nor the remix. It's like, why didn't they have Cat? Uh, why didn't they have Ashley perform "Coffee and Love"? I mean, that would have really got me in the proposing mood much more. Um, like the fact that we're stretching this one song out over the course of like two or three seasons, it's like enough. I know. It's let's get a new song in the books, please. Yeah. Um, we have Sharice lingering <laughs> in the corner of every shot. She just kind of walks in. They don't mic her up. <laughs> it's, just, it's so embarrassing. It's like, at this point, like, do you keep showing up? It's like, you know, you know, those people when they graduated from high school mm. and would go back and like regularly visit like old teachers. Yeah. She's that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I wonder like, was it a conversation like you might be friend of this season? Not if they're not miking her. Mm. Okay. Was she not miked? I'm pretty sure she wasn't miked. And then she wasn't miked at, uh, the first episode party. Yeah. Huh. What was that called? Denim and diamonds. Diamonds and denim. Yeah. But she she's been at everything. She's been she was at the the Wendy Osefo baby party. Yeah, she was at Ashley's baby party. Yeah. So and like her connection to Wendy Osefo is through the show. Like I don't think they're friends outside of the they're show. They're both prof they're both professors oh, together. Are they? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um so we get the proposal. Everyone's crying. Everyone's screaming. I loved it. Okay. Wendy, I love you. Oh, my but God. She, Wendy had to be pulled back from the scene by Giselle. I loved that. I loved her reaction. No, but, like, in that moment, everyone's trying to get their picture. Mm. Like, the picture of Robin. Like, the money shot of Robin and Juan. Okay, okay. Like, Wendy, you can go hug them after. Mm. Okay. Someone who's not there for the proposal is Karen, who's stuck in airports, much like Jamal. I know. But she does eventually Except show up. Karen makes it, unlike Jamal. Yeah, yeah. So she misses the proposal. Um, Karen does say something funny. I, I don't know if it was in her confessional or at the party where she's like, oh, uh, Robin, Robin doesn't get a lot of moments. <laughs> Um, I will say, I felt like Robin was being a little sketchy and hard on Karen in this. Oh. Like, claiming that, like, Karen didn't want to face everyone, mm. so she wasn't going to show up, yeah. and yada, yeah. yada, yada. I mean, like, you could have turned on your TV last night and seen her on HSN, honey. Yeah. At the same time, though, like, Karen tried to explain that she had dinner plans the same night as her wig shift party. I know. And then she had to go to KFC where she had four thighs and a biscuit. She never really explained why it ended up being KFC in lieu of the other plans. I think she was too emotional so she couldn't sit down in a restaurant. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was too emotional to sit there and eat it was too emotional. a meal. <laughs> um, okay. And then this is where things go awry. So Michael Darby was not going to take any shots he was only going to drink his Corona beers, but then after the mm -hmm. proposal, he wanted to do a celebratory shot with Juan. 
Of course, he always wants to do something celebratory with Juan. Yeah, so she's starting. Literally, she's starting. Yeah. Worse than Dorinda ever started. Um, <laughs> like, while, I, I think it was, like, during all the Karen conversations and everything, like, he's, like, lingering around, like, talking to Eddie. I'm, like, screaming at him through my TV to stay away from Eddie. Like, don't, don't involve Eddie in all this. I know. Um, and simultaneously though, Candace and Karen are getting into it Yes, where it's Karen is still trying to play middle of the road and is like talking about the wine night fight yeah. and saying that eventually the truth will come out, yeah, which yeah. like, whatever the fuck th- does that mean? Yeah. Where like Candace. And I think in this moment, like kind of rightfully so is like, you know, the truth, you know what happened. Yeah. You were like, there. It's not like an Ashley situation who's like reporting live from the bathroom. So this fight between Candace and Karen is what spurs on a turned up Michael to approach Chris Dillard. Yeah. After he's been stewing all night long, just getting drunker and drunker. And like you said, taking shots in here. Yes. Um, Uh, Just like creeping around this party. Really? Yeah, so I do think, like, Chris really snapped at him, mm-hmm. uh, which, like, the domino of of Michael getting super drunk led him to be a shitster, which led him to bother Chris, mm-hmm. which led Chris to, like, really not take it well. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he's, like, pushing Michael away, and Michael's like, oh, 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 like, with his hands up in the air. It felt like Michael was waiting for an instance to like piss him off. You know, the way he reacted was sure. like, I got what I wanted coming into the situation. Yeah. I, I wanted to instigate and I got it. And here's like the proof he is touching me or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like, which not to de- like overly defend anyone for like putting a hand on someone, but like what Chris was doing wasn't overly aggressive. He just was like, get away from me and pushed him along. It's not like he like pushed him down or threw a punch or anything like that. Uh, I mean the, f- the physicality wasn't overly aggressive, but his demeanor was very aggressive. Right. Sure. But yeah, but like, yeah. I think he, he could have just in a world, he could have just like done nothing and moved on. But I, yeah, he could have been like, shut up, Michael. Like, why are you even talking to me? Right. But like, I think he handled it relatively well compared to what Michael then displayed after that. Yeah. I mean, then, but like, so Candace and Ashley are kind of running into it, getting involved. Mm-hmm. And that, and then Michael Darby starts screaming, you're going to jail. You're like with a glee in, in his voice. Like a fucking like golem demon imp he is. Yeah. Um, Ashley was for a while very much like fighting side by side with Michael. She was. And then I think Ashley realized she started realizing things like Kylie Jenner did at the start of whatever year that was. And realized that Michael was out of control, especially like after Michael started like harassing the producers. Well, yeah. So at this point, Chris and Candace, well, Chris is like made to leave Mm -hmm. and Candace goes out with him. And then for some reason, like, Michael 
Darby decides, let me go bother the pro- producers in their own little producer room. Mm-hmm. And Ashley has to go after him and be like, hey, can you can you stop? Like, they're yeah. literally I mean, doing like, their jobs. Ashley will be, like, on Michael's team, but then she'll be on the producer's team instead. <laughs> yeah. I did like that um, Robin... Giselle and Wendy got to go back to the dance floor after all this happened and actually like have, oh, yeah, some and have fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Giselle yeah. dancing is a lot like her fashions and this is coming from someone yeah. I have no rhythm, but like, yeah. Yeah. Giselle definitely was struggling the most on the dance floor, mm-hmm. but I think that's pretty much it for the finale. I mean, obviously we're excited for the reunion. It's hard to really make a final assessment as to like, what we think will happen moving forward mm-hmm. until we see the reunion. Yeah, I saw some clips of the reunion. I saw a clip today, actually, in which Monique just, like, isn't backing down. Yeah. So we will see. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we kick it over to Orange County? Wow. Um Wow. Speaking of, like, COVID shit, geez Louise. So, I thought this was interesting because we are getting it truly in the thick of it compared to Atlanta where we are months out. Right, right, right. So, like, we're learning about COVID where in Atlanta they're, like, they're just in the middle. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're in the summertime. Right. It's just interesting to watch OC and like think back to like, like compare it directly to what was going on in our lives and all of that yeah. stuff, you know? So interesting. I would say from this episode and like, I, I'm, I'm like nervous to even make this assessment, but it seems like Gina Kirschneider is the most reasonable one. 1000%. Like she's not, she does not appear to be like running around. She's not giving kisses to everyone. <laughs> um, she's not going into a panic, but she's also not like coming up with conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to like get th- get it through it with her kids. Exactly, which is like how I felt at the time because yeah. they. They went into lockdown the 14th when, when they stopped yep. filming March 14th. Our last time recording in person was probably like that Wednesday or Thursday before. Yeah. And then it was bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. like the day, the day we were, we were recording, we realized it was probably going to be a last time. Yeah. The day that we were recording, I was on the train and I was like, feeling uncomfortable, like traveling on the subway yeah, to yeah. and from. Yep. Um, so p- we're picking up with like zoom calls four days in, which, what were we doing four days in zoom calls, zoom calls, Bronwyn and Shannon zooming being like, Oh my God, this makes everything like feel like, what were we even like talking about before this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was interesting. We had like Vargas pulling a Cynthia, her boobs out, doing a puzzle. Like Vargas was just like kind of by herself for most of, for a lot of this episode, just like 
yeah talking to herself filming herself the other women at least were interacting virtually and then yeah. in person which is so strange because you would think the the newest person would be the one making the biggest attempt to stay a part of the show right but i mean like maybe she just didn't wasn't close enough to them yet to like really do it though yeah. by some part in this episode she was fucking hosting a party oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I I do I was engaged with watching them at home with their families and OC is not one of the shows that I care about the families but like I did for this episode. Yeah, the thing with Shannon was like confusing to me because she wouldn't let anyone leave and if they left then they had to like stay gone. Yeah. Why was that confusing which, to you? Which makes sense, but I was like, is that she was like stay gone with your friends. So like you're just gonna they're gonna go live with their friends? And well, then is that what the son the son in law decided to do? Well the all of I think his name is John, right? The mm-hmm. boyfriend. All of John's children are adult ch- ch- they're like I think even above twenty one years old. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're not like high schoolers. Okay. Yeah, so I I would assume they probably even had like their own places, but potentially, I, I I'm pretty sure, and like I think, like, I think what probably a lot of people his age did, uh, were go go stay with their families, but mm-hmm. Shannon's like, you're welcome to stay here, but like not if you're running around. Right. Not even his age. Like I have people, my, some of my coworkers went and stayed with their families. And then it was like, uh, they quietly moved back to New York after a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was like the storyline going on with Shannon. And it's like, fu- like funny watching this, like seeing her be so anxious, knowing what's to come for Shannon. Right. She yeah. got COVID. Yeah. Um, Bronwyn seems to really be buckling under this new normal. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to... It's like, it's almost as if, like, <laughs> she's acquainting herself with, like, this large family <laughs> that right. she's a part of. I'm just getting to know her. I mean, unfortunately, she... We learned stuff about her this episode that it's like... She was the one we were rooting for. And then we realized like what she's done to Sean and all of that stuff. It's oh yeah. Like, well, revealing like that she hit Sean a few months earlier in Aspen. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like snapping at him this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Like when he was trying to go close that window and she yeah. snapped. Yeah. We saw a little bit of that on last week's at the end of last week's episode as well. Yeah. And it's like while she's like they're all kind of self-producing at this point cuz a lot of this is like at home footage mm-hmm. and it's interesting her like propping up that camera in order to talk about like the downward spiral of her marriage. Yeah, and her little bits where she like had the sign outside of her kitchen that said like dining hours than her yelling at him for like being in the fridge. It's like, yeah, this is the stuff that you chose to send in. Yeah. 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 
Ooh, the kitchen hours, yeah. But it's also funny, like, them having, like, breakdowns over this when we were in, still in, like, single digits of staying at home mm-hmm. day-wise. I mean, a lot of people had this stuff, and, the, and then everyone was like, oh, can we leave now? And then they all did. <laughs> um. Okay, so on day 11, Kelly and Emily are meeting up. <sighs> it's just like, it's a, different, it's a different world. And they're like, I can't believe this. When are things going to open up on day 11? I know. Well, we thought when we stopped going to our offices, we were like, it's going to be a couple weeks and we're done. Yeah. So then it... It comes up, I think it's Bronwyn who brings it up, like looking at Elizabeth's Instagram feed, mm-hmm. saying they're lying about the numbers. They didn't do this about the AIDS epidemic. This was like, like, Elizabeth, like, did she go to any sort of school? <laughs> like, has she read a book? Or does she know how, does she know how HIV and AIDS is spread? Yeah. She also, like, knows nothing about the history of the, like, AIDS and HIV epidemic. Right. Just, like, come on. Just, like, this is the problem with social media. It's, like, she probably reshared that from some, like, Looney Tunes QAnon page. And it's, like, the misinformation that happens on social that especially, like, reels in like older people not that elizabeth's old she's like what 40s 50s 40s it's so stupid well it's just like it's like dumb people like for the first time in their life like reading words and being like oh wow like you got a point there like without any critical thinking (laughs) right yeah uh but speaking of critical thinking day 14 kelly flies to new york like first of all like she filmed herself in the plane that seemed empty how did she even like get a flight to begin with is what i I think we were wondering this back when it was happening like how is kelly jet setting right now i don't know like i thought back then the flights were only for like essential workers Mm -hmm. coming to and from yeah yeah maybe fox news pulled some strings but like, so this, this seems like it's going to be talked about in future episodes, but Kelly, like leaving Jolie, granted, like Jolie was with her father, mm-hmm. but like you're leaving your daughter as like things are quickly deteriorating. I know going to be with Mr. Rick Leventhal. I mean, like he's a grown man. He can take care of himself. Yeah. Um, Vargas saying in her confessional, is this a man-made virus so Big Pharma can make a bunch of money? Mm-hmm. Her and, and you um, have to like keep in context, like obviously that's stupidity in and of itself. But the confessionals are filmed months after what we're seeing here. With in conversation with producers. So she's like saying this straight face to like people yeah. who know much better. She and uh, Mr. Denise Richard should 
join a club together. Yeah. Talking about um, big pharma. It is interesting. Bronwyn quickly like reaches the point where she's been sober longer in lockdown than out of it. Right. That's, that's wild. Like she's 89 days, like it's day 40 during Mm -hmm. quarantine at one point and she's 89 days sober. Crazy. Yeah. Um, then, then we get that clip on May 1st, May 1st of Kelly and Vargas together having a little party saying we can do whatever we want as long as we social distance appropriately. And they're like hugging each other. <laughs> I know. I remember seeing this clip on social because people were up in arms about it. And I remember that house. And then I now like seeing that that's Vargas's house is wild. Yeah. Like that's what's funny to me is like, oh, like, oh, the mayor of Orange County or where, like wherever they are saying mm-hmm. like, okay, you can now like this is now lifted. Does it mean like go like do cartwheels and give everyone a kiss like. But you know, human behavior will like lead to that. That's what's going to happen. Like once, once we're out of this, like completely, people will be doing cartwheels and giving people kisses. I mean, we heard today about the NYC gay orgy that was being planned by people who seemingly know better (laughs) on Twitter. No, gays are famously the stupidest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, like, obviously... I, and, like, there was a point probably in April where I came to the realization, like, oh, like, we are not going to return to any sense of normalcy until we are, like, a majority vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just going to, like, we're not going to, like, flatten the curve into oblivion. Like, we're flattening the curve is just, like, let's not have the hospital hallways filled. Right. I mean, like. That's the U.S. Other countries have flattened it to oblivion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, that was U- never going to happen here. U.S. people are famously idiots. So, like, does that mean gay people in the U.S. are the dumbest? Yeah, the dumbest of the dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Don't – I'm just kidding when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who is gay and lives in the U.S. Wow. Okay. Um, I do love – the first time they're like a bunch of them are getting together. It's like everyone except for Vargas and Gina. The first word out of everyone's mouth is Tamra. <laughs> oh my God. I know. And I remember seeing this on social too. And like they bit a, did a big to do of them getting together in Kelly's backyard. And I remember there was a photo of them like all standing at like four corners of the pool, pretending they weren't like yeah, sitting yeah. Cheek to cheek next to each other. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about what are they even like? How does Tamara even come up? I forget. Is it about, is it about, I don't know. I don't know. But like, it's just so funny to me that like they can't stop talking about her. And then we learn here in present day, Tamara is the only one on Bronwyn's good side right now. Which is interesting because, like, will Bronwyn come back? Will this show come back? I mean, Tamara knows if the show is coming back, Bronwyn is coming back. And if Bronwyn is coming back, she needs a friend. 
and I am ready, willing, and able to be her friend. Right. I mean, we were celebrating when Tamara left, but now it's like, yeah, can Tamara come back? It's like, she's terrible, but like, she's not the most terrible. Right? I mean, she she can be a good housewife. Yeah. She, she was like the consummate housewife for a while where it's like she knew how to play the cards. Like when she in Gretchen finally aligned because she knew that that was like the right move. And like yeah. the next evolution of like their feud was actually to align against Vicky. Like that's some brilliant stuff. When they came to that reunion dressed as each other, like that yeah. was smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I would, I would venture to say if the, if, and when, and how this show comes back, Tamara probably will be part of it. Okay. Yeah. Good prediction to name. We'll, we'll mark it in the predictions book. Okay. Bronwyn with all, all the time in the world on her hands, looking up like loan documents. <laughs> Fargus. I mean, Bronwyn is giving us a fucking show. <laughs> this detective work. And just like, it's like petty detective work. It's like, yes. there's no reason for her to be doing this. Especially like after last year's Bronwyn narrative of like, you are like an annoying rich bitch who like mm-hmm. needs to stay out of people's business. She's leaning in. Yeah. And then we get to Black Lives Matter in Orange County, which I did not see this coming. Well, because the timeline here is a little interesting because this scene was plopped in after we learned that they're going to Lake Arrowhead, which you did the investigation and found out that they were going to Lake Arrowhead in July, correct? Uh, I mean, it was... they were, I think like this, it was this and then the Lake Arrowhead conversation. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this was on the timeline that you had posted in the group that this was after it. Cause I was like, that's interesting that they're popping in it after. Um, I could be wrong. I'll eat my words if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, it's just like to have this be in this show. It's like, after seeing what Atlanta did covering the same subject, it's just like, ugh. well, what was funny is they like showed tweets on the screen. And then like for most of the tweets, they whited out the content of the tweet and just left in the hashtag black lives matter. Like for Kelly's tweet, everything was like whited out except for the black lives matter. Mm-hmm. They were like trying to have a moment and like make their housewives look good in this context. But it's like, the only one who really did anything was Bronwyn. Yeah. But although we do have Gina and her friend Giselle. Oh yeah. Gina and her <laughs> Giselle being called Gina's friends. When they posted that live, the, the Instagram live that they did, it's just like, can we get some respect in here, please? <laughs> I, but like that, that's following protocol. Like when another housewife shows up, on a different franchise, like context is given. It's never like here is Giselle from the Real Housewives of Potomac. We need to get we need to get that out though. Okay, <laughs> I prefer what they used to do in OC, especially when former housewives would come. Okay, on they would like call them OC housewife in the lower third or housewife. Yeah, like yeah. do that. 
Yeah. But that's like OC specific. Right. But granted, like a lot of these watchers of Real Houses OC probably don't know who Giselle is because yeah. Yeah. a lot of these racist white people who watch the white franchises don't watch like Potomac and Atlanta. So yeah. Yeah. there's that. Okay. So we're planning like Arrowhead and the twins sneak off to a party. Uh-uh-uh. Which leads us to Adeline getting COVID and then Shannon getting COVID. Adeline, Adeline, Adeline. My favorite of the Bedore kids. I cannot believe you would do that to your mother. The one who was like f- freaking out about using a, a sheet of paper towel. I know. Looks like we're no longer in the age of Adeline. Yeah. She is not in my favor anymore. So Shannon and Emily both can't go on the trip because they both have COVID. <sighs> Which, like, should we be going at, on trips at this point? Yeah. The preview of the trip, I got to say, I am looking forward to seeing Bronwyn yell at Kelly Dodd about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It's it's just going to be Kelly Dodd, like, using that fucking Fox News line about, like, rioting. Which, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so... Ugh. But, like, listen, it's not going to go well. Um, it's going to be frustrating and enraging. But I am glad, like, there is someone on the show to, like, counter it in some... Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's just like, now I'm soured on Bronwyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, OC's rough. It's rough, and we knew it was going to be rough. That's why we decided to watch it, so you don't have to. Exactly, exactly. Okay, let's get to Salt Lake City, which is going to go down as the very last relic of the before times. Yes, it truly is. Because I, I looked up last night to see when the rap party was and it was around March 7th. Interesting though, Dan, I will say it's not going to be a pure relic because the reunion is going to not be during the before times, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like the reunion almost exists in like a different space and time, even during normal times than the Mm -hmm. actual season. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. Okay, so we're picking up at the one and only Met Gala of 2020. It truly was the only one that happened. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I do find the Mary Jen stuff very compelling. Yeah, it's interesting. Because, like, I very much understand Mary's... Not Mary's. Jen's point of view of like, I came into this, like you and you were like the only other woman of color in the show. Like I thought like we would have that in common and that would like bring us together. And here you are saying shit. Like I like will drive away from a seven 11. And if I see black people in the parking lot, mm-hmm. like, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. I just think, The one thing about Jen for me is like she's flying 
too close to the sun as far mm. as like being a real housewife. Yeah. And we've yeah. said this before, but it's like she wants it too bad. Yeah. And she might burn out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I got, when Mary's like, I don't want this around Walter. He's very upset right now. And then Jen being like, I'm the only one here who knows Walter. I know and like Antonio. I know this. It's <laughs> I love Walter and Antonio. And should we talk about the tip that we got about Walter? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the tip. So who sent this to our um, Come Through Queen Instagram account? Oh, my God. I'll pull it up. We'll give credit. But um, Walter is like less than a block. And it's like diagonal from Abuka de Beppo in Salt Lake City. Abuka de Beep. Though this Buka de Bip does not have a Capri room yet. It it will soon, but it's gotta be like a different region of Italy, I say. Okay, so like a a Venice room. Or like a Milan room. A Milan room. Yeah. Well you need you definitely need like a region that that Dorit can pronounce like fancy. Right, yeah. You came Milan out Venice. Is great. Rome. Or Roma. like, or if it's Roma. or if it's Venice, like she would call it the Firenze room. Or like, isn't Venice like Venice? Oh, oh, yeah, no, I was thinking of Florence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully the Met Gala 2021 occurs at the Firenze room at Buca de Beeps. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so we have Heather. And the gay children. Okay, I love the gay children. I love the gay children. I love their, the boyfriends. The like the Justin Bieber, Timothy Chalamet boyfriend. This the boyfriend was very TikTok teen. Very TikTok teen, like rolling up in his loud car. Mm-hmm. Those loud cars, man. Yeah. Uh apparently the rules are in Mormon culture, as a as a daughter, you can't go to the same dance with two guys in a row. Right. You got to hoe around. Which is like interesting. You would think like you would want them going to the same one with the same guy. Right. Because like, but the theory, I guess, is like if you spend too much time with the same guy, you're automatically going to do SE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love spending time with the gay family. We have Meredith picking up Seth from the airport. And this is where it's like. The timing of how this season has been filmed because we had like the break in the middle or whatever for the holidays. It's like confusing because it was like two episodes ago he was here, but they're acting like it was like such this long span of time. Yeah. How do we feel about Meredith and Seth? I know they're present day together. Um, I just don't see it. I wonder like... I you know what I here's my theory I think like after they're done filming and like we're about to be a show Seth's like okay like I'm in it now like I think while they were still filming Seth is like living his normal before times life of like mm-hmm. I'm the one who's like got to provide for this family I'm doing the business blah 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 but now he sees like the future is housewives. Right. But what's his business again? She described it as like, um, kind of like liquidation, like 
taking over like wholesale retail clothing stuff. And you have to do that in Ohio. Well, it sounds like how she described it is like he hunts down like these places that are going out of business so they could like buy it and take it over and like sell off the merchandise or something. That seems like a sad job, you know? Yeah, I don't really like have my head fully wrapped around it, but that's what I was able to gather from it. But it's like you're seeing like people at their lowest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we're we're getting more time with Mary, which like <laughs> just gets like scarier and scarier. And so for- they have a live-in nurse. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is, for someone who doesn't like the smell of hospital, it's interesting that we're doing like medical care cosplay. And. Her meal, she's sitting in the kitchen and her meal is being brought from another area of the home (laughs) and it's plastic wrapped. Much like a hospital. I know. Um, Yeah, it's just like she always finds a way to like show us a different corner of her life that's even weirder than what we've been exposed to. What do you think it is, though? Where are those meals coming from? Where are they cooked? Do you think they're cooked at the church? No, Brendan, this is definitely a house that has multiple kitchens. But, like, it's okay. Yeah. But why is the woman dressed as a nurse? Um, And why is it being brought on a tray? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just like the wild world of Mary that we're living in. I don't really... I don't really get like how she landed here on this show. Either do I. And it's like, if you can afford to have a house with multiple kitchens and like can afford to have a staff, wouldn't you want like a fucking guy cooking for you right there? The flames going, he's tossing a shrimp in your mouth. Instead <laughs> delivered on a plastic wrapped hospital tray. <laughs> I am. Was it like one of those like fruit cocktails with the various fruit? That's what I imagine. With like the 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 syrup, like the yeah, the syrup. syrup. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um. We spent some time with Whitney and her brother, who's either a step or half brother. Like, we went through that too quickly for me to fully digest. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe the dad in question, Ghislaine Maxwell is her biological dad, but does not appear to be the brother's biological dad. Right. And they're at the gym together. The karate. Karate. Center. Um, and she is going to like escort him to his new sober living facility. Um, if we just want to jump to that scene, that scene was really cute. It was them cute. going them going to the sober living facility together, them driving there. They got like fast food right before yeah, or something. And then like them greeting all the workers there. I thought it was like really sweet. Yeah. I mean, Whitney's definitely coming off along with Heather, like the best I would say. Yeah. 1000%. As like a good normal human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was interesting seeing Lisa as the mother of a young child. (laughs) Doesn't it? 
Yeah, a little bit. I, I think the reason I think that is she seems like so like put together and like like always on point. Like and um, like take no prisoners. I'll, I'll cut you. Yeah, but also like a little fancy and free. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's not like usually like the mother of a child that age is like a little bit more frazzled. Yeah, more of a Heather Gay type. More of a Heather Gay type for sure. Um, but it's, I I loved spending time with Lisa. Me too. Loved Rita. Yeah. Um. That like showdown of Seth leaving Meredith was intense with Meredith in a full beat and a robe. I know, <laughs> but like their hug at the end made me feel like. Okay, maybe. You felt something? I think there's love there. And she also adds, like, whenever he's on Instagram, like, on her Instagram, she always adds, like, the don't even try Oh yeah, yeah. tags. I, mean, I, I think they're very much in a different place in present day than they were mm-hmm. when filming. Yeah. Um. So, spoiler alert there. I have a feeling they're going to try to, like, peddle their family into, like, something mm-hmm. Kardashian-y or... Uh, Rinna E, Rinna oh, Hamlin E. Sure. Yeah. And like, I've already seen like the daughter modeling for Christian Cowan. And obviously, Brooks has his own line of whatevers. I, I'm, I'm not saying this in a mean or judgmental way, but the pictures that are posted. This sounds mean and judgmental. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> That's not the woman I'm seeing on on camera, right? But it's it's like, but it's so professionally um, f- filtered or touched mm-hmm. that like I that it's not like a Gretchen Rossi oil painting, right? They you just look I mean? like two different people, is what you're saying? Not two different people. It's just like, how did we how did we get this? <laughs> Well, I think I think what we've seen of Chloe Marks on the show, yeah. she's a little more like dressed down, less makeup, less glam than the yeah. photos we've seen. Yeah. But I'm talking about mother and daughter. Okay. Yeah. And we're beautiful in motion and on on camera. But it's just like an it, it's like unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I like I love like a like she posted a picture ahead of the Watch What Happens Live appearance in the same outfit and look. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a mesmerizing picture. Is that the one where she's like host holding the martini glass? Yes. Yes. I like didn't notice anything different. Brendan. <laughs> Am you, I broken? Brendan, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Maybe. There's something here. <laughs> oh, she's looking a bit um Caroline Stanberry-ish in the face in this photo. <laughs> I don't now even that I'm know. Re-examining. How, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like it's not the same person that we are seeing during the Watch What Happens Live episode. Okay. I never look at people like closely enough. <laughs> <laughs> or your eyes just not focusing. <laughs> they're they're not. I famously have really bad eyesight. Yeah. So we wrap this up with Mary and Heather having 
an interesting sit down. Yeah. Um, Heather says she orders Tito's and water. With with a squeeze of lime. With a squeeze of lime. That's interesting. Um, I need the bubbles, even though the bubbles, I guess, affect your ovaries. Well, that's according to Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it was like her nurse housekeeper that told her. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm loving it. We're we're ha- we're gearing up for Sundance. We're gearing up for Park City Fashion Show. I look those up. That that those both take place in late January. Okay, we're gearing up for Katie Maloney. We're gearing up for Katie Maloney and Lala Kent. Mm-hmm. So we still have a lot to go. This is history. I feel like I th- we haven't had a crossover like this. Yeah, we haven't had the Vanderpump Rules kids on anything other than Beverly Hills and Summer House. Oh yeah, but Summer House isn't like Housewives. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like them to go to a different Housewives is wild, but I love it. It's same production company. Do we go on a trip? I don't know. I don't remember that from the... That must be like the mid-season trailer. I assume we must, but like we also didn't follow these women until they were announced, so it's like we didn't have eyes on them. Yeah. I mean, the trip had to have occurred like in the month of February, 2020, which is interesting. I love more than anything that you're so hyper-focused on the dates of each of these shows now that like they're COVID. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I mean, this also goes hand in hand with when I was doing my research for the, the super ultimate holiday guide, I wanted to really make sure I didn't miss anything. So like for each season, I would look at the Wikipedia and usually like the premiere or the finale or like an episode before or after them, uh, someone's birthday is around then. So then I would like okay. search their birthday to like see when the filming dates were. And I'd be like, okay, they didn't film during the holidays. Move on. So everyone, can you please go share that Instagram <laughs> post of ours? Because you just heard it here. How much psychotic work Dan put into that. It's he needs the shares. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so head on over Oh, no, we're not, we're not done yet. (laughs) Okay. Why don't we, why don't we do the freak of the week and the one true queen? Let's do it. Okay. The freak of the week is the brain behind the idea of whichever editor over in Orange County put those CGI masked masks on the Orange County housewives in the title card. So when I was watching this last night, I like, I looked at it and I was like, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And then I went to Twitter and like found a screenshot. Yeah. And then I posted the screenshot in the come through queen Facebook group. And then I was like, even by that point, still unsure if I had seen what I thought I had seen. (laughs) Cause they only showed it a few times. They didn't like do every single commercial going to it. Okay. It's so freakish, especially since, like, two of the women, like, don't even believe in masks. Yeah, yeah. And that Big Pharma created this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. So that person is the freak. And our one true queen, kind of closing out this Potomac season, is Karen Huger. So Karen Huger on her Instagram, in reaction to the finale where... Robin and others didn't believe that her plane actually had 
a malfunction and that's why she couldn't come to the party slash was ended up actually being late. She posted a like two and a half minute video of her time from HSN in these airports, really showing the receipts even before the reunion. Yeah. So I know Dan is a Robin super fan uh, a, a blind stand, but we have to give it to Karen this week. Yeah, I, I can do that. I can agree with that. Wow. Brendan, let us point everyone in the direction of come through queen.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things. Come through queen subscribe to our Patreon where you get our weekly bonus episodes. Nah, subscribe to our Patreon where you, where you get our weekly pre-show episodes as well as bonus episodes and head on over to our Instagram, our Twitter, join the Facebook private group and like, comment, subscribe, partial retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, Queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.